the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Woohoo! Welcome to today's show. We are excited. Um, we have some incredible young ladies here today, some children. And you are going to be blessed by their testimony, by their speech, and their love for God. And also, today we're going to be taking a quick break be, uh, from um, going into a book because we're going to, um, next week, we will also be live casting to Hawaii, of all places, on 99.5 The Word and. Hawaii and Honolulu. So that is an incredible move. And we are just so grateful because God is good. And so stick around for the latter part of the show. We will be coming out of second Kings chapter two and four, and you are going to be blessed. So with that, I have a Bella Riojas, Talia Riojas and Melody. Melody, what's your last name? Hanish. Hanesh. Woohoo! Praise the Lord. So let's start with, uh, we'll start with you, Bella. Um, thank you for being on the show. I know that uh, all three of you are very talented worshipers. Uh, you do our midweek service. Uh, you guys actually run it. And then you, then you do the last Sunday of every month in front of the whole church for two services, 8 a.m. and the 10 a.m. So thank you for doing that. And let's start with you, Bella. Let's start uh, with a simple question. When did you give your life to Jesus Christ? When I was four years old. Four years old. Do you still remember that that moment? Um, barely. Barely? Was it in church when you did it? No, I think I was at home. Okay. Was, was it a, kind of an awesome moment for you? Yeah. Oh, praise God. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to... Uh, uh, Talia, when did you give your life to the Lord? Three years old. Three years old. Do you kind of remember that, that day when it happened? Yeah. Um, you remember where you were at? Yeah, um, the high school. The high school when we started at the Cross Church. I remember we started at mm -hmm. Oceanside High School. Uh, we were there for two years and eventually moved over to a building um, that we now uh, mortgage. So praise God for that. Um, how old are you now, Talia? I'm nine, about to be 10 on Saturday. Oh, my goodness. You're going to be 10 years old. You're going to be double digits. Yep. Are you excited? Yep. Bella, I didn't ask you how old you are now. I'm 12. 12 years old. When did you turn 12? August 15th. Woohoo! That was just a little bit of last week, right? No, a few weeks ago. No, a few weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. Are you happy to be 12 or what? Yeah, it's my favorite number. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're pre-teenage now. Yeah. And now we go to Melody. Melody, when did you give your life to the Lord? When I was 10 years old. When you were 10 years old. Do you remember that instant? Yeah, very much. W where were you at? Um, I was at my dad's house in the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom of all places. Tell me why in the bathroom. Uh, because it's the only place where I can go to be alone with the Lord. Amen. So you went in there and you just asked God to come into your heart. Mm -hmm. That's pretty powerful. So all of you are on the worship team and you all go to the same school. What's the name of the school? Freedom Generation Higher Education. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let me ask you a, a, a question. Um, you're on the worship team. Um, um, you're a very educated, very intelligent young, young girl. Um, tell me, what does uh, worshiping God mean to you? Well, worshiping God means to me is that you can just praise God for all that he is and worship him with all of your heart and just 
know that he is greater than everything and that he is the one who created you. He's the creator. And I could say so many other things, but... Um, no, that's awesome. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Uh, uh, Talia, what, uh, when did, uh, what does worshiping God mean to you? You're the youngest, so come on, bring it. Um, to lay down your mind and heart. Wow, praise God. To God? Yep, to God. Amen. And he is worthy, worthy to be praised. Wow, that's awesome, Talia. I got that from my friend Nikolai. <laughs> You're giving Nikolai a shout out. Amen. What about you, Bella? What does worshiping God mean to you? You're 12. It means to lay all your fears and anxieties at your, his feet and um, just worship him and be spontaneous. That is awesome. Spontaneous with your just thanking God for everything. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you guys something. Can can you guys sing a small song together? Yeah. With this, there's no instrument, so let's let's see what how you harmonize. Let's go. One, two, three. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns. From heaven above with wisdom, power, and love, our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love, our God is an awesome God. Do you know um, the Pledge of Allegiance? All three of you say it. Then this way you guys can feed off each other. Go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Woo! You know what's so amazing about the Pledge of Allegiance is that it says God is in it, that God is in the, in the, in the Pledge of Allegiance. And that's, that's beautiful. That is an amazing thing when we when we're able to do it and you guys feed off each other so it's easier to say when you guys did it together right that's pretty awesome okay so what does loving god and then loving your country mean to you um well uh it's just loving is it just my country or god well let's well we already talked about god and god is the head of everything and Without really loving God, you'll never ever love your country. So loving your country, what does that mean to you? Um, it means respecting your country and um, loving the things that it was that it stands for and the things that it was based on. And yeah, that's beautiful. What about you, Bella? What does loving your country mean to you? Well, it means knowing your rights and like the Constitution and learning the history of our founding fathers and stuff. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Talia, you're the youngest. You're, you're like the, uh, the littlest, and I know you're still growing in your mind, and God is doing something powerful. What does loving your country mean to you? Hmm. Um. Is that a tough question for you? Yeah, that's a tough question. Why is it tough? Tell me. Because I'm a little weird. Because you're too little? <laughs> Do you love going cross-country? Yes. Why? Because I like seeing all the states and all the places where um, the... Um, that God has given us. Yeah, that God has given us. So, you know, as a family, we've already seen um, every state on the mainland. That That is 48 states. And that's a God privilege to be able to to enjoy your country. You're, you're 10, you're 12. You've already seen... All of America, the mainland, you have Hawaii and Alaska left. What about you, Melody? How many states have you visited? Uh, I visited three states. Three states? What, st- what states have you visited? Uh, Hawaii, Arizona, and Nevada. That's not bad. And, and also California. And California, so that's, that's four. Four. <laughs> four states. Okay, so you girls can together say the preamble. Let's say the preamble. Hold on, girls. Let's, let's do it together. One, two, three. We the people of the United States 
In order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, to ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Woo, that's pretty powerful. What does that mean to you, Melody, the, pre- the preamble? Um, it means that uh, we have some very good standards that our country sh- should go by and that um, those were the foundations that we were, that were laid uh, when the country was first created. Amen. What about you, Bella? What does the preamble mean to you? Well, the preamble, like... It gives you your rights, like if you're ever challenged or something. That's awesome. I mean, because, you know, our country's backwards right now, and and people are trying to um, run over our, our Constitution, and and a lot of, you know, governors and even our, our president currently right now are doing some really strange things that uh, only God can turn around. Amen? So we should be praying for our world leaders, especially, you know, our our leaders right now, that they would do the right thing, you know, and run the country the way it's supposed to be run. Amen? Amen. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So here, um, your favorite song, or just a little clip. Sing me a little clip of your favorite song, Melody. Okay. Uh, oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Woo! That is fantastic. Yay! What about uh, Talia? You sing us a little song. Come on. I know you have one. I know I'm thinking. Okay. You want Bella to go before you? Nope. I found Okay. Wide awake while the world is sound asleep and to a fellow might show up by a dreaming. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody will believe you. Woo, I love it. Bella, let's see you. I will always be with you when you are hurting and in despair. I will always take care of you. Until the end and forevermore. Woo, that's awesome. Fun fact, I actually wrote that. You wrote that? Yeah. You like writing songs, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, that is pretty awesome. And, and how old are you again? Twelve. Twelve years old. You know, it reminds me of what the Bible says, is that we should always make a joyful noise, or that we should always give God... Um, our best. You guys know that uh, in Zephaniah, it says this, and it's an incredible word, uh, verse, because, you know, God likes to sing as well, and he likes to sing over our lives because he loves us, and he cares for us, and he loves to worship. He loves to worship just like we uh, we like to worship and how we like to Give God glory in everything that he does and everything he says. And and he's an amazing God. But let me read you what Zephaniah 3.17 says. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over you with joy. Did you guys hear that? He'll rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. Did you hear that, Talia? That God will sing over you, that God sings over you because he loves you. Isn't that amazing that God sings over you? That's pretty powerful, right? Yeah. So here, l- let me um, um, ask you an- another question, uh, Melody. Um, do you like reading your Bible? Yeah. Tell me why you like reading your Bible. Well, because it's what God's saying to me, and it's God's words, and I love hearing what God has to say to me. That's pretty powerful. Talia, do you like reading your Bible? Yeah. Why do you like reading it? Because it's God, 
God's Word. Amen. That's good. That's very good. How about you, Bella? Do you like reading your Bible? Yeah. Tell me why you like reading your Bible. Well, it's because he, like, it gives history to us about, um, like, what the great people of the Bible did. And so it encourages you. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's pretty awesome. Well, let me tell you how blessed you guys are. You know, my dad left when I was 10, and I get it. There's parents that separate, but they're, they, they try and be part of the kid's life or the child's life, and that's good when they do that. But my father left when I was 10. Um, horrible man. He physically would, you know, put hands on my mom and beat her up. Is that crazy? And I, I saw all of this stuff, and he would actually, you know, hit my mom, and, you know, one time he knocked her teeth out, and, but that, that's horrible as a kid to see that, you know, and, and here's what's even crazier. I, I know you guys know my story, and um, especially some of you listeners, is that, you know, I ended up going to prison for a crime that my father committed, and, and he was such a coward that he never said nothing he knew that he had committed this crime and that I had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with this crime or actually even him. And, and what's crazy is that I was born into this. I, I couldn't change it. But when I look at your lives, Bella and Talia, I know you guys have an incredible father and mother because I'm your dad. <laughs> and then Melody, your, your dad is a pretty, pretty good man. He's involved in a lot of things. He tries to help people and... You know, the little I know of your mom, she's a very incredible woman as well. And she's a very loving person. So you girls have been blessed in, 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 in a powerful way because you know Jesus and you're growing up in the church and you're worshiping God and, and your whole school is um, geared towards knowing God and knowing true history and which is powerful and amazing. And so you girls have a head start. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't blow it. <laughs> don't blow it. Keep it up. Keep worshiping God and, and never stop worshiping because he's, he's a really, really good God. So tell me something good about your mom. Um, well, one thing, just one thing. About she's really mom. sweet and funny. Okay. Tell me something good about your father. Um, he's really, he's, he's funny and he's, uh, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Uh, A smart man? Yeah, he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> I said that because I know your father. He's very intelligent. So this is going to be a shocker, but tell me something good about your father, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> um, well... You're very, <laughs> like, you go really deep into the Bible, and you know a lot about God, and I like that about you. Amen. Talia, tell me something good about your father. Me! You better say something good. You're on the radio. <laughs> You're funny, nice, and mean. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All in one shot. Okay, tell me something good about your mother. She's nice. She gives a lot of love. And she's really mean to me sometimes. <laughs> when you're being bad. But she gives you a lot of kisses, right? And she's, yeah, and she's nice to other kids. Amen. So, Bella, tell me something nice about your mom. My wife. You better say something nice. <laughs> um, well, she is very loving and um, she's a great mom. Amen. That's good. Now, when you guys get home, she'll probably make you a cake and cookies and... She doesn't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> she is not the best cook, but she does cook. <laughs> and when she cooks something, it's delicious. I like I like her cooking. So let me ask you guys another question. Um, Melody, what's your favorite verse in the Bible? Uh, probably Deuteronomy. Quote it. Can you say it? Oh, yeah. Um. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, for the Lord is with you, and he will not forsake you. Amen. That's in Deuteronomy. Yeah, I forgot what verse in. That's okay, but that's your favorite verse. And tell me why that's your favorite verse. 
um, because it shows how the Lord is your power and that you can have God through you. You can help other people and he gives you strength to help other people and he gives you courage to do things. That's awesome. That's why I like it. Wow. What about you, Talia? What's your favorite verse? John 3.16. Can you quote it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Why is that your favorite verse? Because it's saying that um, when God comes back, he's going to give us eternal life. Ooh, I like that. That's good. You know, the Bible says that God has put eternity in us. And, and Ecclesiastes, uh, Solomon actually said that, that he mm-hmm. put eternity in us and that, and that, and that's powerful when he does that, because when we know Jesus, then we're going to be part of this eternal plan and be with him. Bella, what's your favorite verse? Um, my favorite verse is Revelation 21.4. Really? What does 21.4 say? And he shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying for the former things are passed away and he gives newness of life wow everything becomes new yeah that's awesome tell me why you like that verse well it's because it like shares a lot about the future and that it's going to be wonderful in heaven and um yeah (laughs) well that's powerful that's really good um what do you think heaven looks like melody just from reading and what you might expect heaven to look like. Um, well, I think it's going to be very white and like it'll look like clouds and stuff and it'll be very pretty and that, um, that Jesus will be there and I'll get to walk with him and that um, it'll just be beautiful. It'll be paradise. Amen. What about you, Talia? What, what does heaven look like to you? Like Molly said, clouds. Like whiteness. My mom said she went to heaven once. Yeah, mom and mom actually died for a little bit and went to heaven and got to you know be with the Lord for a little mm-hmm. bit. Well, what about Bella? Bella, what is um, heaven? Um, your expectation of heaven, or what does heaven look like? Well, there's going to be like beautiful sceneries there, um, more beautiful that we then we can, like, comprehend in our little minds. Amen. <laughs> so when you say sceneries, like like what? Like mountains, lakes. Um, waterfalls. Yeah, waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So I just helped you a little bit because we've had conversations before, and, and you've told me that. Um, what is your expectation, your, your each... Um, you know, both of you are preteens. You're you're going to be twelve really soon. You'll be a preteen. You're already a preteen, Bella. Um, Talia is ten, um, and you know we're about to close out. And I, I want you to give our audience. There's a lot of people listening. A lot of people. What would you tell somebody? How would you encourage them? What would you say to somebody? Um, just give your life to Jesus and, you know, love him, honor him, and share him. Amen. That's good. That's a good word. Bella, how would you encourage somebody that's listening right now? What would you tell them? That life is all about God's work. Amen. What about you, Talia? You're, you're the youngest and probably the goofiest. And <laughs> What would you tell somebody right now if, if they're having a hard time and they're crying, they don't have enough food? Um, everything seems to be going bad. What would you, how would you encourage them? Lay all your problems down to God and all your stress. Wow, that's really good. Hey, I want to thank you girls so much for being here on the show today. And, um, you know, I'm excited for you because you all have a bright future ahead of you. Melody, Talia, and, and Bella. And I know that God has a lot for you. You need to continue to press in. And just love God. Hey, um, if you just tuned in, you know, this was Freedom with Adam Riojas. And you just got to listen to some incredible young lives that love the Lord. And you can do it as well wherever you find yourself. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll be right back. God loves you. And I love you as well. Thank you.
God is good. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. You just heard some incredible young girls, young ladies that have Jesus in their heart and they have a head start. They are in a good place, and they love the Lord. But now we're going to have this little message before we start a a new book next week. But the incredible thing about what God is doing with this show is that starting next week, we will be broadcasting also in Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii. That is awesome. It's a station called The Word 99.5. And so if you have friends that live in Hawaii, let them know that starting next week, um, Freedom with Adam Riojas will be broadcasted to the islands. What an incredible privilege that is. And for me, it's a blessing because I lived in Hawaii before and and I just had a, a beautiful time. I wasn't a Christian. I didn't know the Lord, but now I do. So to be back literally um, on the radio and being able to reach out to those in Hawaii is going to be incredible. Again, thank you for tuning in today. Um, today's word is amazing. It's powerful. And we're going to come out of Second uh, Kings chapter 2 and chapter 4. And it's, it's two men of God. And we're going to literally concentrate today on Elisha, but... I, I want you to know who his mentor was, who was Elijah, and you will be blessed by this little message. And for me, it's it's amazing to be able to speak this because I heard it from a sister named Barbara, and this lady is amazing. She loves the Lord, and I, I the message today isn't going to be better than when I heard her speak it. It's just going to... Um, come out from my heart, and it's going to uh, show us God's goodness and power and how he works through people through, and how he's able to show his mighty work and power for those that love him, for those that are sold out when it comes to God. And so here, here we are going to start. It's in... Um, Chapter 2 of 2 Kings, and here we go. Verse 1 says this, And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me here, I pray thee. Um, He sent me here to Bethel, and Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Now, what's incredible about this little story is that Elijah has been being used by God to, to bring hope to this dying nation where the kings had literally rebelled and Elijah was proclaiming the gospel and bringing them the good news. And Elisha was 
literally someone he was mentoring, someone that he was raising up, and Elijah's about to be taken into heaven by a chariot of fire. And here we go as we continue. It says this in verse 6. I'm going to pick it up in 6. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. They too went on. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters And they were divided hither and thither so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And Elijah said this, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taking from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be. So literally what he's saying, if you see me being taken up, you are going to have this double portion that takes place. Verse 11 says this, and it came to pass as they went on and talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind up into heaven. Now, what's incredible about, about Elijah is he is the second person to have not experienced death and have gone straight up to be with the Lord in heaven. Now, Zechariah says that these two are the anointed ones that stand before the Lord. And it appears um, that Elijah and Enoch are going to be these men that one day get to prophesy the first three and a half years of the great tribulation, which uh, Jeremiah calls Jacob's trouble. Daniel prophesies and call it the abomination of the desolation that's going to take place. Jesus said that it would be better for you have that you don't go through this horrible period that's going to take place. But back to this scenario, verse 12 of 2 Kings says, And Elijah saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more, and he took him hold of his clothes and rent them into pieces. Now, what I love about this is that Elijah said, if you see me taken up, you will have a double portion of everything that I did and had, and the Spirit will come upon you like never has on anyone else. So here's the miracles And the life that Elijah lived, he caused the rain to cease for three and a half years in 1 Kings 17.1. He was fed by ravens in 1 Kings 17.4. Three, the miracles of the barrel and of meal and cruise oil in 1 Kings 17.4, 17.4, where he just produced it and he kept producing. Four, the resurrection of the widow's son in 1 Kings 17.22. Five, casting of fire from heaven on the altar. 1 Kings 18.38, if you remember that, when he destroyed all these false prophets. Um, six, casting it to rain again in 1 Kings 18. 45, 7, prophesied that Ahab's sons would be destroyed. 1 Kings 21, 22. 8, prophesied that Jezebel would be eaten by dogs. 1 Kings 21, 23. 9, prophesied that Ahaziah would die of his illness. 2 Kings 1, 4. 10, calling fire from heaven upon the first 50 soldiers. 2 Kings 1, 10. 11, casting fire from heaven 
upon the 50 soldiers, 2 Kings 1.12. 12, 12, parting of the Jordan, 2 Kings 2.8. 13, prophesying that Elisha would have a double portion of his spirit, 2 Kings 2.10. 14, being caught up to heaven in a whirlwind, 2 in 2 Kings 2.11. Now, Elisha, when he was given his double portion, performed all these and, and, and prophesied. One, parting of the Jordan, 2 Kings 2.14. Two, healing of water, 2 Kings 2.21. Three, the curse of the bears, 2 Kings 2.24. Four, filling of the valley of the water, 2 Kings 3.17. Five, deception of the Moabites with... The Valley of Blood, 2 Kings 3.22. Six, Miracles of the Vessels of Oil, 2 Kings 4.4. Seven, Prophecy that the Shumanite woman would have a son, 2 Kings 4.16. And remember that, that's that's what the word we're going to speak today. Eight, Resurrection of the Shumite son, 2 Kings 4.34. Nine, Healing of the Gourd, 2 Kings 4.41. 10, Miracles of the Bread, 2 Kings 4.43. 11, Healing of Naaman, 2 Kings 5.14. 12, Perception of Gehazi's Transgression, 2 Kings 5.26. 13, Cursing Gehazi with Leprosy, 2 Kings 5.17. 14, Floating of the Yaxed, 2 Kings 6.6. 15, Prophecy of the Syrian Battle Plans, 2 Kings 6.9, 16, Vision of the Chariot, 2 Kings 6.17, 17, Smiting the Syrians' army with blindness, 2 Kings 6.18, 18, Restoring the sight of the Syrian army, 2 Kings 6.10, 19, Prophecy of the End of the Great Famine, 2 Kings 1.71, Prophecy 20, Prophecy that scoffing uh, um, noblemen would see, but not partake of the abundance, 2 Kings 7, 2, 21, deception of the Syrians with the sound of the chariots. And here's what's, what's amazing to me. Prophecy of 22, prophecy of the seven-year famine, 2 Kings 8, 1, 23, prophecy of Ben-Hadz ultimately dead, 2 Kings 8, 10, prophecy of Hazel's cruelty to Israel, 2 Kings 8, 12, 25, prophecy that Jehu would smite the house of Ahab, 2 Kings 9, 7. 26, prophecy that Joash would smite the Syrians at Ephek, 2 Kings 13, 17. 27, prophecy that Joash would smite Syria three times, but not consume, 2 Kings three nineteen, And then 28, exactly twice what Elijah did, Resurrection of the man that touched by his bones, 2 Kings 13, 21. That is powerful. Let me tell you why that's powerful. Because the 28th, he died. There wasn't even twice as much. But on the 28th miracle, when they threw this dead man into where his bones were at, he was literally resurrected. That is powerful. So with that in mind, as we start um, the message... In 2 Kings 4.8, it'll make more sense to see Elisha being used by God powerfully. And if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we go into this incredible message. It says this, And it fell on a day that Elijah passed to Shunem, where there was a great woman, you know, a, a woman who was very wealthy, a woman who was known by the whole community, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. So as often as he passed by, the woman would invite him and she would feed him. And she said unto her husband, behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passes by us continually. She's telling her husband, look, This man that we're feeding is a man of God. He is a man of God that continually goes by. And then 10 says this, let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in hither. You know, 
the woman is talking to her to her husband and saying, I know this is a man of God. I know that God is using him. Let's bless him. Let, let's give him a room. Let's do whatever we can for this man of God. She knew that that was the closest thing for her to do to honor God, to be able to say, God, I'm honoring you, God, by allowing this man to be able to stay here. 11 says this, and it fell on that day that he came thither and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shumanite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with this care. You've taken care of it. She sent Gehazi, his, the person he was mentoring, that Elijah was, Elisha was mentoring, and said, tell her this. You've been very careful. You've blessed us. You've been an incredible woman. What is it to be done for thee? What would you like God to do for you? What would you like me to do for you for being such a blessing? What would you like for God to bless you with? Shouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I do well on my own people. She goes, I'm good here. I have everything I need. I'm okay here. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door and he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shall embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto that handmaid. You know what Elisha is saying? Look, you've blessed me. You've taken care of me. And I'm going to make sure that you conceive a child. That one day you have your own child. I know that you have everything you need. But God is going to bless you with a child. And the woman conceived and bare a son at the season that Elijah has said unto her according to the time of life. She conceived because she was willing to go out of her way to praise God. She was willing to honor a man of God with blessing him with a place to stay, blessing him with meals, and God honored that. Are you in that place today? Do you have the opportunity to bless someone you know is a man of God? It may be a pastor. It may be someone in the church. Honor them and know that God will honor you for blessing his servants, for blessing those that proclaim the gospel, for blessing those that God uses. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went to his father, the reapers, and he said unto his father, my head, my head. He said that that carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat her on the knees till noon and he died. Tragedy struck. The child died. This is years later. The child was conceived. The, the child had this massive headache and he died. What a tragedy. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door on him and went out. Her response was, you know, God, and I'm sure she's thinking this. I've been honoring you. And I've been honoring this man who is a man of God. And he promised me that I would have a child. And God, since you promise, I'm going to believe for life for him, God. You know, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And she called on to her husband and said, send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. I want to go see him. And he said, wherefore will thou go to him today? It is neither a new moon or Sabbath. And she said, it shall be well. She's already ahead of time saying, it's going to be well. I'm going to be okay. And then she sat at an ass and said to his servant, drive and go forward. Slack not thy writing for me, except I bid thee. Just keep writing unless I tell you to slow down. This is an incredible story. This is a story that should encourage you. 
that your labor will not go unseen by God. 25 says this. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel, and it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to Hegazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is a Shumanite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say unto her, It is well with thee. Is it well with thee? Is it well with thee? Gehazi is asking her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? And she answered, It is well. Tragedy had just hit. She said, It is well. Now, it reminds me of the, the song, It Is Well With My Soul. What an incredible song that is. It is well with my soul. That is a powerful song that it says this. When peace like river attendeth my way, when sorrows like billows roll, whenever my lot thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. Now, let me tell you a quick story about that. The guy was a lawyer who wrote this song, Horatio Spatford. He wrote this song after this happened to him. He had lost his son to fever around 1871. And then he decided to send his wife over to Europe so that they could relax and and get better. Thinking that everything would be better, a vacation would be good to get away with. And then her she sent her wife with the four daughters to England. And tragedy hit again. The boat collided with another boat. And everyone died and she survived. About 200 people lost their life that day. She wrote a letter to her husband and said, Save the loan. What shall I do? And that's when he wrote this song, It Is Well. It is well with my soul, just like the shoe of my woman. And when he came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord had hid it from me and had not told me. Then she said, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he then. He said to Gehazi, Good up thy loans and take thy staff in thy hand and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if salute thee, answer him not again. Lay and lay my staff upon the face of the child. And he went and did these things, but the child did not come to life. And then in 32 it says, And when Elijah was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed, upon his bed. The woman believed God, believed that he was a man of God, trusted the word that God had given him through Elisha. He went therefore and shut the door upon the twine and prayed unto the Lord, and he went upon and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his eyes and upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands, and he stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked into the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him and the child's knees seven times. Seven, seven represents complete. It's completed. It's done. Creation. Six days, seven days he rested complete. And the child opened, opened up his eyes and he called Gehazi and said, call the Shumanite. So he called her. And when she was coming to him, he said, take up thy son. Then he went in and fell and and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. You know what she was now saying? It is well. It is well with my soul. Regardless of the circumstance, trust God. God has a plan for you. He loves you. It is well, it is well with my soul. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want to pray for you. Lord, I want to pray for healing right now upon those that are hurting God, those that are sick, those that are financially struggling 
I want to pray for a miracle today, God. I want to pray for those that are addicted to those that are addicted to porn, to drugs, to alcohol. I want to pray that you would break those chains, God. I want to pray, Father, for those that are afflicted in their mind, in the theater of their mind. They have nowhere to turn. I want to pray, God, that they would turn to you, God, and that they would be able to say, like the Shumanite woman and like this man that wrote this incredible song, it is well with my soul, Harisho Spatford. God, be glorified today, God. And let us, as your church, say, it is well with my soul. Woo! We love you and thank you for tuning in. And remember, next week we will be broadcasting in Hawaii. God bless you, and God loves you, and so do I. In Jesus' name. We'll see you next Sunday at 5. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.